Good morning, Colorado. Here we go. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is an injury show for you to give you the information you need to help you win the war on your injury claim against the insurance company who every day of their lives try to beat your injury claim, defeat it, minimize it, reduce it, get rid of it. They have their own game plan. You need a legal game plan. You can call Bell & Pollock anytime. I'm Gary Bell along with Brad Pollock. Our phone number is 303-795-5900. That's 303-795-5900. We're here for you. We're glad to do it. And uh, I'll tell you what. Today we're going to be talking about anatomy of a car injury case. Anatomy of a car injury case. But before we get to that, go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Listen, we have nine books there, right? They're nine books. They're free. It doesn't get any better than that. They're all on injury subjects like premises liability, car accidents, hit and run, cowards of the street, hit and run, the definitive guideline to Colorado car insurance, more on premises liability, attractive nuisance doctrines. If you want to know about the law and injury law, call Bell and Pollock, 303 795-5900. And better that, if you've been injured, and we hope that you haven't been, but you've been injured in a car crash, a bicycle crash, a pedestrian crash, a truck crash, big rigs, you know who to call, Bell and Pollock. You know that we have offices in Denver and Steamboat Springs, and Brad and I have done cases all over the state of Colorado. And he's getting ready. Brad's getting ready about two weeks ago to Durango to try another jury trial in Durango. We've done cases everywhere. You can call us, 303-795-5900, and we'll be glad to help you. All right, Brad, let's talk about anatomy of a car injury case. Let's break it down for everybody how insurance companies look at cases. The first thing they look at is liability, then they look at damages. But take off on this liability thing, explain to everybody what we mean by liability, and how do they do it? I mean, they try to analyze this to beat you. How do they do that? When we talk about liability in a personal injury case, we're talking about uh, whether or not somebody owes another person a duty. And uh, many of you probably don't recognize that when you're driving your car, you owe a duty uh, to every other person on the road, to every other person that's using the streets, to all the pedestrians. You owe a duty to all of them to drive your car properly and to pr- drive your law within the bounds of the law and to drive it in a way that's not negligent and that won't hurt other people. Um, because in a negligence case, you have to establish a duty, and that duty is out there, um, and the duty is not to drive negligently, not to drive carelessly, not to violate the, the laws by which you're supposed to drive, not to run that stop sign, not to run that yellow, that red light, and sometimes even the yellow light, you shouldn't run it. Um, you've, got, you've got a duty, and the question is, when you start analyzing the case, uh, has that duty been breached? Did somebody breach the duty and do something contrary to what the duty is? You know, and that's general, what we call black letter law, tort law. What is tort law? You, you have a duty and you breach the duty and you injure somebody, basically. I mean, that's a simple components. But, but, and Brad's exactly right. You have to have a duty. Well, what creates these duties? How about statutes? How about ordinances? How about the Colorado Driving Manual creating these duties? How about statutes to say you don't run a red light? Hello? How about statutes to say you don't rear end somebody? Hello? So those are create the duties. But Brad, let's take it one step further. You got the duty. And you and I have seen this so many times. Somebody runs a red light or they, they T-bone another driver. They injure them bad. Uh, they cause a head-on collision. They rear-end you at a stoplight, and the insurance company fights you on liability. I hope everybody's listening to this. You get rear-ended, and the insurance company said it's not their person's 
fault. Yeah, that's kind of interesting how they will try to uh, argue that it's not their person's fault when their person has done that kind of thing. Uh, they, they, you know, usually when that comes up, they've got an excuse for why the person did it. Uh, the person was faced with a sudden emergency of some type and took an action which it the person didn't realize they were taking or took an action that was in response to some kind of emergency. Uh, they were faced with a sudden emergency and they and they, they just did it because they had no control over the circumstances, that the, the surrounding circumstances under which they were operating their car. Um, leaves, leaves you trying to prove that this duty that everybody understands, kind of like the rules of the road, kind of like here, here's what the, the rules are. Uh, we stop at stop signs. We we yield the right of way. We stay on our own side of the road. We don't run into somebody. Um, certain basic rules. Um, you you just get them. You know, amazingly enough, they'll start saying, "Well, those don't apply to me," for one reason or another. Well, you know, one of the ones. And this is not a laughing matter, but one of the one of the defenses insurance companies sometimes use that makes me chuckle. Uh, I mean, and then get aggravated and then angry about is the fact that our client is rear-ended sitting at a stoplight, rear-ended. The insurance company or their or their defense lawyers try to blame our injured client by saying, are you ready? That you should have seen him coming in the rearview mirror and got out of the way. I mean, we've heard it all in this law firm. Bell and Pollock has been, have represented people and championed people's claims for years. We can help you. But first of all, we're doing a show today called Anatomy of a Car Injury Case. So the first part of the anatomy is liability. You've got to be able to prove liability. We did a show last week, and I hope you all listened to it, was don't let them talk you out of calling the police. But, Brad, let's talk about that subject right now. We know, you now know, that you have to prove liability, so you're going to call the police, but the police are going to come, and they're going to maybe take witness statements, but you have to prove responsibility, breach of a duty, and liability. Well, that, that's important. you got to show that there was a duty. you got to show that the person that caused the accident breached that duty. They drove their car improperly in some form or another, or their trucks improperly. And, yes, that's part of the anatomy is that did they breach it. Uh, basic, simple uh, matters that have to be addressed that get very confusing over the facts and can be made even more confusing by experienced adjusters or by experienced people who who have a tendency to maybe maybe tilt the proof or to tilt the, the truth. Um, and next thing you know, you're having a question as to whether or not they breached the duty. Uh, how do you protect about that the best way? The best way you protect against that is you you just plain call the police, have the police communicate with them. Uh, let's say you get in a crash and, and you don't call the police and the person gets out and says, this is all my fault. I'm sorry. I hope you're okay. Uh, you know, I, I hope everything's fine. And you're saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling very well, but let's look at the car and we're, we'll, 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 we'll go ahead and, t and, and t exchange information and we can talk to your insurance company. The guy says, oh, that's great. That'll be fine. Uh, when you call up a few days later, uh, you find out the insurance company says, the guy says, it's all your fault. And you didn't seem to be hurt at all at the time of the crash. You seemed to be 100% fine. You were able to walk around, take photos of your car, and do all these things. And these are things you would have been telling the police officer. And the police officer been, would have been recording on a formal basis. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah, so what we're trying to teach you today is the first component of the, the first legal component of the anatomy of an injury case, the anatomy 
Insurance companies do it. Lawyers do it. Now you're going to do it. The first component is who's at fault, meaning who's liable, meaning liability assessment, meaning liability analysis. And so we've given you the clues. You've got to be able to prove liability, so you're going to call the police. But if you don't, if that doesn't happen, or they're going to say they can't come, or it's weather, or, or whatever they're going to say, take pictures, get witnesses' names. You've got to be able to prove liability because they're going to attack it. They're going to attack it. Now, Brad, let's, let's morph over to the second part of legal anatomy um, of, a, of a car crash case, right? That's the damages, injuries, and losses. So listen, if the insurance company decides, well, they can't really attack you on liability, right? Uh, kind of a rear-end accident. We don't see any way around this. So, okay, we're going to kind of admit liability, try to settle with you, pay you money, make you go away, sign some papers and get rid of you. And if, if so now they're going to attack damages, injuries, and losses. And so, Brad, let's just cover that. Well, that, that's the next step, as you said. And, and what it is is they look and they say you're not hurt. And if you were hurt or, or you did get hurt, then our accident didn't cause you to get hurt. Um, it had to be some other way or what, some other reason why you got hurt. And if you are hurt and our accident did cause a hurt, it didn't cause you to get that hurt. And it's certainly being exaggerated by you, and there's less hurt than you really, really want to state. And that's a broad sweep statement Brad just said, but that's true. Very true. We live it every day. So don't you think you need a legal game plan to navigate this? Don't you think you need a legal game plan and strategy or strategies to beat the insurance company on the very same game that they know about? They're trained. You're not. You can call Bell and Pollock anytime. I'm Gary Bell. Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell & Pollock. We're injury attorneys. We've been in the state and in this business for years. We've done injury cases all over the state of Colorado. If you have questions, you call us. You've been in an accident, you call us. Bell & Pollock, 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. Or just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. Have you ever seen the difference between our law firm and other law firms? Do you ever see us? saying, hey, we've won billions of dollars and millions of dollars come see us. We're the greatest attorney since sliced bread, right? What do we try to do for you? Think about this. For years, we give you information. We educate you. We educate you because at Bell & Pollock, we educate and advocate. And we also know that a well-informed client, a well-informed client, truthful, is going to do better in the end. So, Brad, let's talk about some more about damages, injuries, and losses. We've, we've had shows over the years of how they hire doctors to examine you. We've taught you that. But they basically make an attack against the injured person. And some of their favorite attacks, we can't cover them all here, but one of their favorite attacks is to say that you had a pre-existing condition, and you had this condition before the crash, and now you're saying it was aggravated or made worse. Well, we don't think you can really prove that. We all have pre-existing conditions. That's the bottom line. Uh, we all come to the table with different uh, physical makeups, and uh, the defense has learned very handily to ar always argue that we want to see all your records at least for five years prior to the accident, and we're going to show where you had some kind of pain somewhere, and that's what's now causing your problem. It's not our accident. Even if even if you had three years where you had nothing going on and you had no injuries at all and you, no you didn't even see a doctor, there was no symptoms, all of a sudden you get these symptoms directly from a crash that relate directly to the crash, and the defense looks and goes, well, you know, it, it had to be what happened five years ago. It can't be our crash uh, because it just doesn't cause that. 
you know, sometimes Brad and I sit at our desk and we talk about these cases all the time. And sometimes he and I just look at each other and no words have to be spoken because we hear things like this. This was a 45 mile an hour crash. Somebody into the rear end of you. You were sitting still. You were hit at 45 miles an hour. And so it can't be the crash that caused you back pain. It had to be that chiropractor visit you had seven years ago and you haven't been back to the chiropractor. It had to be that visit you had to the chiropractor seven years ago where you said you were working in the yard and you had some back pain and it all went away. It had to be that. It could not be. I mean, you guys, are you guys with us here? It could not be, they say, the 45-mile-an-hour crash because it just couldn't be, right? Couldn't be. Couldn't be, and that's exactly what the anatomy breaks down to and what you're looking at is once you get past it being their fault uh, for having caused the crash, then the next thing is the crash didn't hurt you. And the next thing is if it did hurt you, it's from something else or you're lying. Or embellishing or you've got somatoform disorder and and you're embellishing or exaggerating. I mean, they will go to no links. What we're trying to teach you here today is they attack it in different categories. First, they attack liability. So if they can't win on that when they back up, then they go on another attack. The other attack is on your damages, injuries, and losses. Maybe you say you lost time from work, and they get a doctor that says, there's no way you should have missed time from work. With this injury on your shoulder? You're kidding me. No way. Look, if, if, if you have a plan, if you have a legal game plan, you can win this war. But if you're just out there floundering around, guessing, wondering, you're not going to win the war. You're not going to win it the same way. I will ask you, everybody, raise your hand if you ever have played an old-fashioned board game. I know, it's a digital, it's a digital world, but an old-fashioned board game. Maybe you played it with your children, maybe you played it as a child, maybe, maybe anything, but an old-fashioned board game. So if it was new, if the game was new to you, you open up the package, you open up the box, get the board out, what's one of the first things you say? Wait, well, what are the rules here? What are we going to do? What are the rules? We have to know the rules. Well, the same thing for a legal game plan or an injury case. You have to know the rules. Because imagine playing a board game and you don't know what you're doing. I mean, seriously. Yeah? Yeah? Seriously. So, Brad, the next area they'd like to, and we're not going to cover them all today. We can't cover them all. You just need to call us. We'll help you navigate this maze. But we're, we're still trying to educate you. A big one for them is pre-existing conditions. That's a huge one, right? Uh, another one is, uh, well, your doctor says you need surgery, but you don't really need surgery. Um, that's not reasonable. That's not necessary. Or, or you haven't had it, so obviously you don't need it because you haven't gotten it, and you're getting around in life. I mean, you might be getting around in life in pain. Everything you do might be, be figured in with pain. You might be just constantly having a, a problem, but you haven't had surgery, so obviously you don't need it, and you can just carry on the way you are, uh, and um, you, you don't really need it. And another big one they attack you on is there's a gap in your medical treatment. And what does that mean? Here's how they do it. Watch. Just watch. You're in a crash, you rear-ended. Uh, let's say you elected to go to the emergency room, the ambulance came, but you told the ambulance that your right shoulder hurt and you told the ambulance that your left ankle hurt, but they don't find in the records that you told them your back hurt. But it did hurt. And you did mention it just doesn't make its way in the records. So then they say to you, well, you weren't hurting your low back because you didn't say it to anybody. Then you get to the emergency room and they say, well, they did a doctor did an examination, did a musculoskeletal examination, and, you, and they palpated your low back and you were non-tender. Well, what part of the back did the doctor palpate and touch and move, right? Yeah. And so they start to attack your records and what you say in the records. And then let's say you don't go back to the doctor for two weeks. They're going to call that a gap, a gap in medical treatment. If you have a gap in your medical treatment, you must not be injured, Brad, because you're not treating. 
I'm going to say, if you're not treating, there's no reason to have an in, you're not injured because we know that people are always going to the treaters and they're never missing a treatment. And people never give up and go, well, I can't go any further and I'm just uh, doing these exercises with my treater and I, I can do the exercise at home and uh, it saves me an hour of driving to and from the treater and until I can get the money or the resources to be able to pay for my surgery or to be able to pay for something more than just what my treater is doing, I, I might as well um, just keep spending all those hours driving back and forth to the treater rather than just doing my own in-home therapy. Perfect example. Let's take a physical therapist. I want everybody to identify with this. You've been in an accident. You go to your doctor. Doctor says, okay, you got a sore neck. I'm going to send you to physical therapy. Here's six visits. You go back. I'm going to renew your prescription of physical therapy. Here's another eight, visit, eight visits. So you have 14 visits. I mean, you're missing time from work. You're missing time in your life. You're missing time for family, but you're going to the doctor. And then your therapist says, you know, I think I've done about as much as I can with you on this, on this protocol. Here's a home exercise program, an HEP. You, you listen to this very carefully, everybody. Here's an HEP, home exercise program. You go home and follow this. And you, let's say you go home and do the home exercise program for a month and a half. Well, you don't have any doctor's visits on the books in those month and a half because you're doing what? An HEP, home exercise program. I promise you, they will tell you that's not treatment. I promise you, they will tell you that's a gap in treatment. And you, you really weren't doing home exercise program. You really weren't doing that. And Brad, that's just another attack on the person's dignity, respect, injury, however you want to call it. Sure, it's it's a double attack because the person is actually having the integrity to go home and do those things, saving money for everybody. And instead of looking and saying, well, you saved money and and you were doing what you could in the circumstances you can, so let's try and get you now better. Uh, they look and they say, ah, that shows that you're, uh, um, that you're not really hurt and there's no reason for us to give you anything to make you better. Right. Okay, so we can't cover every one of these, but please, please give us a call. Bell and Pollock. Bell and Pollock, excuse me. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We can help you. We can educate and advocate for you. We can make you feel comfortable, give you a game plan so you'll know what you're doing, right? You're not just guessing. You're not getting hiring an attorney by a fly-by person that flies by with the paperwork or everything gets signed up on DocuSign and you never meet the attorney or you never hear what to do. You're just guessing. Don't guess. Get a legal game plan. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, Bell and Pollock. Our website is what? Come on. Championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Our telephone number, 303-795-5900. We're on your side. We will help you. We give you the information. We give you the legal game plan because we are your champions of the people. See you next week.